0: You're listening to a message from Freedom Fellowship, a non-denominational church in small town, Wisconsin, bringing light and truth to a world in need. I believe every one of us wants to have a heart of gratitude. I believe every one of us in this room wants to be thankful. I believe every one of us wants to live a life of gratitude and praise to our Lord and Savior. But what is keeping us? from living the life that God's called us to live. What is keeping us from living a heart of gratitude, uh, living a life of just thanksgiving and praise. You know, Thanksgiving is is on uh, Thursday. And I'm going to share a little bit of how I grew up um and I think I think this will set up uh, the message really well. I grew up uh, as many of you know, I grew up on a dairy farm. Um, one of the things, one of my dad's passions in life was hunting. Uh, he loved he loved hunting. It was one of his times where he'd get together with all the neighbors and uh, we'd do uh, hunt together. All the kids would uh, push out all the woods and brush and swamps and then the older guys would sit and shoot and miss deer. And uh, I was always waiting for the day that I became one of the older guys to be able to shoot. Uh, but uh, sadly, that, that day never really arrived where I became the guy in the end that got to shoot. I was more the guy that got to push the deer. Now, why do I bring this up? Thanksgiving was the the day my mother looked forward to all year around. Maybe maybe even more than Christmas. Her whole family would be there. Neighbors would be there. Uh just It was just this big extended um, feast, and my mother loves to serve. But every Thanksgiving, the screaming and yelling in the house that would come out of my parents was just unbearable as a child, and I didn't understand it. So my dad, he wanted to go deer hunting. So Thanksgiving was a great day to go deer hunting because everybody was around. We could gather all the people together. We could do these big deer drives. So those of you who are hunters know what I mean. So we'd do these big deer drives. And instead of coming back at noon, he'd come back at 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and my mom would have the feast on the table at noon. But it would get worse. We would be walking through the swamps, and uh, we'd come in with our muddy boots and all through the whole house would just be mud. Then we'd take off our orange jackets and put them on the chairs in the house. If you think of it, it was like deer camp. Those of you who go up north, you know, have your cabin. It was like deer camp. But my mother, it was Thanksgiving dinner. And it was this big fight every year. To so finally, my mom finally gave in and said, well, all the people are here. I just got to just wait till the end of hunting and it's going to be fine. But it was a tension growing up in my household. And the reason I I share that is this. If we're going to move forward with a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving, we're going to have to deal with two things. Frustration and busyness. The enemy wants to keep us so busy that we're going to miss out on, on really what's truly important. And the enemy wants to get us so frustrated things aren't working out the way we wanted them to. He's going to get us so frustrated that, um, whatever. Then Facebook came around. Uh (laughs) Now, Facebook is wonderful, but Facebook is also like a bragging tool. So if you're a hunter, what do you think is going on right now? (laughs) All your friends are saying, hey, look at this big buck I shot. And what about those of us that haven't shot a big buck yet this year? Then it's like, oh. I guess it's uh blah blah blah, God don't love me or whatever. Silly stu- silly thing you come up with. Our frustration will lead us to jealousy. Jealousy will lead us to entitlement. And once we deal if we unless we deal with jealousy and entitlement, we're not going to have the heart of gratitude that God's called us to have. I use the funny story of how I grew up, everybody, every home has those scenarios where a mom in the home thinks something is a priority and the dad doesn't or vice versa. And there's all this frustration and you're a kid or whatever and you grow up and then what happens? You become adult and then you just bring that frustration, you bring that busyness and you don't have the heart of gratitude that you need. Some of you men and women that have to work this week, you, you realize it's a three-day work week, but the boss expects us to get 12 days of work done in three days. How am I supposed to do this? And my wife wants me home to help with this, and i and I got to travel and i got to do this. What, what happens? It breeds a heart of frustration and busyness, and we forget what's truly important. So in this message, we're going to really focus on what truly is important. Turn with me to Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. It's going to be a shortened message today, so I'm going to go through some of this a little quicker than I normally would. Luke 10, 38 through 42. Some of you will recognize this as the account of Mary and Martha. So I'm just going to read through it real quick. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. 39, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations, busyness, that had to be made. You guys have some Thanksgiving meals to make and the busyness, cleaning your homes, She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? I think that's a valid question. Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. 42. But only one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Okay. Church. Martha went wrong in this aspect. She wasn't attentive to the presence of Jesus. And she got so busy, and busy in good things, that she missed it. She missed it. If we've given our life over to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, I believe the Holy Spirit indwells in each and every one of us but the reason we're not able to experience the holy spirit the way god intended it the holy spirit to flow out of us is we get so busy and so worried and so distracted by things that aren't truly important we need to look at how we can de- how we can develop a heart of gratitude so this is where I want to base my uh, sermon out of is Luke 17, 11 through 19. And we're going to break this down into a three-part message and how to develop a heart of gratitude. Martha missed it. How do we get there? How did Mary have this heart of gratitude that Martha missed? So let's go back a little, or let's move ahead a little bit and find out how we developed that. Luke 17, 11 through Nineteen. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. So he was just on a journey, doing life. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy, skin disease, an outward skin disease that people could notice that was eating away at their flesh, met him. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. What happened to the others? 16, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked Him, and he was a Samaritan. The Jews hated Samaritans. They were, they were half half Jew and half whatever. He threw, was, was no one else found to return in praise, to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then what was last verse? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Okay, this passage just gives us What we need to have a heart of gratitude. Number one, we need to recognize the grace in our life. Every blessing comes from God. Every good thing comes from God. This leopard recognized he came back. I'm healed. I'm healed. I need to go back and praise God for that. Sometimes what we just need to do is stop, just stop our busyness of our life and take a breath and just say, thank You, Lord, that I can breathe. Lord, thank You that I'm here today. Thank You for what You did on the cross for me. Recognize the grace in Your life. Every blessing comes from God. Every good thing comes from God. Don't take God's grace for granted. Acknowledge the giver. This leopard came back. He recognized the grace in his life that God passed by him at this season of his life. God passed by him and he came to God and he said, have mercy on me. And that God granted him his heart's desire that he'd be healed. And what did he do with that? He came back. He came back and he said, he bowed down and he worshiped him. Did you see that? Don't take God's grace for granted. Acknowledge the giver. Acknowledge the giver. Be thankful for what you have. When the pilgrims celebrated Thanksgiving, I heard a count that they only had two kernels of corn to eat at that time. And yet they gathered together. People were starving to death. And they were thankful for this opportunity to live in a new land. An opportunity to live out their faith. But Lord, I'm starving to death. Oh Lord... This has fallen apart in my life. You need to stop it. Recognize the grace that God's given you that you will spend eternity with Jesus Christ. Amen. Recognize who your Savior is. Yeah. But you've got to give your frustrations over to Jesus. I have leprosy. Give it to Jesus. What 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 are you what are you struggling with today? You don't have to tell me, but whatever you're struggling with, before you can be have a heart of gratitude, you have to surrender it over to Jesus. Struggling with your marriage, give it over to Jesus. Struggling with your finances, give it over to Jesus. Struggling with your health, give it over to Jesus. Struggling with busyness, we live in a society, church, that has more modern conveniences. To take away busyness in our life. We have Betty uh, with us today. She's going to be 100 years old. Not too long. Uh, Hopefully uh, she'll be brave enough to share a few words. But she lived a life where uh, there wasn't microwaves. There wasn't all these modern conveniences. Still had to probably wash flows by hand. All the things that she lived through. And all these conveniences that we have in our modern day world to save time, and they don't save our time, do they? We just take on more and more and more and more stuff They get us so busy that we don't take some time to fall at the feet of Jesus and worship Him for who He is and what He's done for us. Take time before you even start your day to worship your Lord and Savior for who He is and what He's done in your life. If you don't do that, the busyness will lead to frustration, which will lead to jealousy. And then all of a sudden you're just poor pitiful me. So number one, recognize the grace in your life. Number two, don't take God's grace for granted. Number three, which is what we're really trying to get across, make gratitude a habit. What did Mary do? She forgot about the busyness. I don't know if she forgot, but she said, you know what, I'm going to choose what's more important. I'm going to choose to sit at the feet of Jesus. I don't know how many years growing up in my home my mom and dad would fight. My parents really didn't fight a lot. But Thanksgiving was always a day they would fight. Finally, one person had to give in. One person had to give in. Neither one of my parents were, were going to give in. The truth is, you have to say what's truly important. And my mom got to the point that having guns laying on the, on the walls and all around wasn't worth getting mad about. She got to the point of the orange coats on her chairs wasn't worth getting mad about. She got to the point of the mud that was in the kitchen wasn't worth getting mad about. Truly what she wanted was her family Her neighbors, her kids, all to get together just to break bread together and be thankful. And when she changed her heart, I remember this because I was a teenager, maybe even in the early 20s, things changed. But then we started getting married, okay? And then our wives. Then I started bringing Sarah in. My brother started bringing his wife Tammy in. Uh, Wives started coming in and they're like, this is out of order. (laughs) (laughs) Then that brought a whole other mix to the whole scenario, right? I'm being real. This is true. My dad, for him it was hunting season. For him... It also was about getting together with the guys and his kids. That's what my parents had in common. It was the getting together which was important. How it happened is what caused the frustration. Church, if you're dealing with frustrations about life, your co-worker not doing their fair share of work, your spouse not doing the dishes or not picking up his clothes or whatever, you got to give that to Jesus. You have to give it to Jesus first. Church, if you're so busy, you need to deal with that busyness and say, you know what, this is what you got to do. You got your calendar, you got your your day mapped out. Say. This first hour of the day is yours, Lord. Turn off your phone. Turn off the computer. And just spend time in the presence of God. At His feet, reading the Word of God. Okay, if you do it on your phone, read the Word of God on your phone. Problem with me, if I try to read the Word of God on the phone, all of a sudden I start scrolling about who won the Bucks game last night. It only takes about 10-15 minutes into my time with God that my mind gets distracted. So I have to put the phone away and do it the old-fashioned way of digging out the Bible and reading it and put that phone away so I can spend more time with God. Amen? If you have more discipline than me and you can just stay on task with your phone and not get tempted to scroll around, God bless you. But for me, I have to turn it off so I can be at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening in to today's message. To get in touch or donate, please see the links in the show notes. God bless.